The following podcast may contain spoilers, profanity, and views or opinions that may not be representative of the author's intent of the articles discussed. We don't always take ourselves or the subject matter seriously either. Listener discretion is advised. The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. The Force is strong with us, and we hope it is strong with you. Welcome to another edition of the New Jedi Archives with Zach Hagenbusher and Ben Schultz. Well, hello, Zach. And hello, Ben. Kind of excited for today, Zach. No, I'm not. I'm not. For those of you who did not listen to last week, shame on you. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Sorry. Um, but today we're going to do something special. Today is going to be Zach's State of the Fandom address. That's right. Um, not not to say anything about our personal lives or anything. Ben just likes to jump right to uh, right to what we're here for. Yeah, I know. I like to get shit done. I, I don't know why. You'd think people would want to know more about us, right? Well, actually, that's kind of what this episode is also going to be about. We're going to get... You know, so much of our time is spent talking and dissecting the content that we're given, but I would like this episode to be more of a discussion between the two of us as fans of of this incredible okay. franchise that's been going on for so long and, and how how we're taking different events that have happened in the fandom. Okay. Um, I hate that word, fandom, but I guess I guess that's what it is. But for for starters, uh welcome to another episode. Uh, we are on GNCast.com. If you'd like to contribute to the GNCast.com Patreon page, go there, and uh, you can help keep the website afloat, if you will. Um, you can go ahead and also subscribe on whatever podcast uh, form you listen to us on, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, whatever it might be. We did just put out a few weeks back, I guess, Four weeks ago now, uh, the special edition of our episode two discussion, which is all of the things you love from the new Jedi archives in half the time. It's only about a half hour. So if you are looking for something a little quicker than our usual fare, or if you never actually heard our take on episode two because you didn't jump on board until after we already joined the Galactic Network, then please download that episode and, and check out what you are missing. Um, all right. With that out of the way. Now, you, you've precursed this two weeks ago by saying we were going to fight. So this would be a really good time to cut in a uh, Mortal Kombat <laughs> round one. Fight. Fight. Yeah. You, you just did it pretty well. Um, I think we're going to fight. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. So let me take you back. Let me take you back to... I guess a, a very relatively short period of time for myself, longer for you because you lived through both of these periods. Okay. We had the dark times, right? Which I never actually lived through, but you did. We had the, the period between Return of the Jedi and, and Phantom Menace and the Star Wars special editions, then Phantom Menace, where you didn't know and the general consensus probably was that there was never going to be another Star Wars film. That 
this was it. Right. Right? And that led authors and other creators to like Timothy Zahn to step forward and create their own version of what possibly could be coming for these characters. Um, then George kind of, uh, once he worked on some other projects, I think Indiana Jones was a big thing for him, you know, big thing in his mind. Uh, once that was put aside, I think he probably started to take a look at possibly retelling the prequel stories. And then he did right okay now these films are contentious at best uh i feel like there are many people who have come to accept the better parts of them now that we've had more than a decade between now and the last one being released uh and even elements and actors from those films are now being considered as you know part of the star wars family and and people actively want to see them come back like, I think that there is a section of the fan population that would not object to Hayden Christensen reappearing as Anakin Skywalker in some form or fashion in episode okay. nine. I don't I don't know how you could do that or how you would do that at this point. But Forest you, Ghost. Well, but I mean, Luke is gone. So what would the who would he appear to? Ray? Yeah, but ben? he doesn't really have any um I, I don't know. I guess that's to be He's debated later. One. He doesn't do it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But then we had the smaller dark times period. And, and you may not necessarily call it a dark times period because we were still getting Star Wars content, right? But there was that couple of years in between episode three and the Disney purchase where, again we kind of got comfortable with the idea that there, this is it. Star Wars is done. The book has been closed. These are the movies, and anything else that comes out after that point is only going to inform the movies, right? And there's never going to be any other films that, that even come close to rivaling them in, in, in importance and carrying on these characters. That's all done. You know, if, if that was going to be done, that would have been done a long time ago. All of all of that. How would you could how do you possibly go forward in this in this series and this story? Blah 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 blah. And I was very comfortable with that idea, but at the same time a little sad, right? Because the Star Wars movies are such a big thing. You know, the I film, know we had Clone Wars at the time though, Zach. We did have Clone it's Wars. It's not really the dark times, those were the happy times. Well, no, but we did have Clone Wars on television, but you were I mean, they made a Clone Wars film and it wasn't very well received. I mean, it, the idea of full big budget cinematic Star Wars experiences was pretty much done at that point. Are you saying that Clone Wars the the animated series was a letdown? No, it wasn't a letdown, but it was not the same thing as a film. It's it's not on the same scale. Story-wise, character-building-wise, it you could argue that it was better I, than the I films would. in many respects, but it's not it's just not the same. Star Wars is a film franchise and it it always has been for the majority of its fans. But it doesn't and it will need continue, to be. but it will continue to be. And it is. So that's my point. Is that, I would argue that that's a mischaracterization on your part. Um, I wouldn't. La the Force Awakens was the most money-making film of all time. Yeah. 
So you're, you're telling me that Star Wars is not a film franchise? I'm telling you that there is a film element to the franchise, but at this point in the history of the franchise, the movies are an insignificant portion of the content. I disagree very wholeheartedly with that. Quantitively, it's no, demonstrably quant- true. Quantitively, sure, but the way that they treat the films is different than the way that they treat other pieces of content. Right, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that it is solely a film franchise. It hasn't been a film franchise since I don't know, a couple of months after or maybe a couple of years after uh return. But it is a film franchise now. It started as a film franchise. Disney is bringing it back to a film franchise. But I don't think that you can I think it's a mischaracterization to say that Star Wars is a film franchise. That would be like saying Marvel is a film franchise. No, it wouldn't be, because Star Wars' story began in film, and it was definitively told in film. And everything else from that point was either sort of canon, like for a long time, there was that expanded universe where... Some of this stuff is canon, some of it isn't canon. Some of it some people respect, some 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 of it doesn't, right? And then we find out when George is making the Clone Wars that he doesn't think any of that stuff is actually canon and that this is actually canon. All the stuff that he touched, that his fingerprints were part of, right? That's the idea. So I, to say that Star Wars is not a film-driven franchise is an absolute mistake. Right, but you didn't say it was a film-driven franchise. Okay, you that's said it was what a I film meant. Franchise. It's, it's a franchise dictated by its films. It's not a franchise controlled or taking influence from other sources. It's not a franchise like Marvel. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is informed, is inspired by comic book storylines in many respects. Star Wars is born in film, continues to thrive in film. That's my point. For a long time, we didn't think we were ever going to get any more movies. And then I think that there may have even been a segment of the fan population that was glad that we weren't going to get any more movies because of the prequels and how they turned out. And then... Disney bought the property, and they've promised and delivered on many things that fans have been waiting for for a long time. For a long time. We returned to the original trilogy era in Rebels. We got more episodes of The Clone Wars with the Lost Missions, and we're going to be getting more episodes of The Clone Wars in the future, on the Disney streaming platform, we're getting a live-action Star Wars television series on the Disney streaming platform. That was something that was promised, you know, by George Lucas many, many years ago. That they wrote a whole season of scripts for. I think they had like fifty episodes written that never ever saw the light of day. Were never produced, and most importantly, they brought back the characters that we've knew and loved from the original trilogy, and they gave them new life to a new generation in The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and will continue to do so, in a way, in Episode Nine, what, in whatever fashion Leia winds up taking in that film. 
But I guess my point being, this is a bounty of riches. Ben, if someone told you as a, as a child, as a teenager in the 80s, if someone told you in 30 years, Star Wars is going to have... You're just going to have movies coming out the fucking wazoo. There's going to be a Star Wars movie that comes out in theaters that people don't go see because of burnout. You would have been like, what? I could never have imagined. Like, you would never have been able to even imagine the idea that a Star Wars movie could cause, that Star Wars could have, quote unquote, burnout. And now we're spoiled. We're so spoiled by all of the incredible storytelling and attention to detail and care that the people who are working on these movies and this franchise are, are giving it that nothing is good enough anymore. George, George Lucas is the poster child for storyteller who is focused on telling his story. He didn't give a shit whether you liked it or not. This was the story that he chose to tell, and if you wanted to pay money to come see it, then that was your prerogative. And he hit on a vein that a lot of people uh, obviously identified with in the original Star Wars and continued to ride that vein through Empire and through Return of the Jedi. And even by the end of Return of the Jedi, you could kind of tell that he was making, he probably made some decisions in that movie that we look back on today and we think man, you're kind of just making sacrifices for this story. You were not, you know, some characters are mis misevaluated, right? It, or, oh, Han Solo and Leia are complete, not complete afterthoughts, but for the most part, they are side characters in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is Luke's movie, but you don't fault the movies for that. You just take it as a piece of the movie and you move on. But in today's world, we're like... How dare you? Oh, Luke Skywalker, why didn't you tell me exactly what he was thinking when he was thinking it? Hey, why didn't you tell us exactly who Snoke was, every fucking detail of his life? Because they don't have to do that, because art doesn't always have to be spelled out. I guess my point being, we're, we're spoiled, and we should be grateful for all of the things that we are being given as Star Wars fans and that we can continue to be given, but there's a danger. There is a possible danger to all of this. I don't believe these rumors, but all of the rumors that were picked up like wildfire by these clickbait websites that say, oh, the side projects have been put on hold. Oh, the Kenobi movie, which was never fucking announced and never fucking confirmed by anybody for real. But the Kenobi movie's been put on hold. Oh, look at this. They're worried about what happened with Solo. I don't... I think Solo didn't succeed for a lot of different reasons, but I, I think the number one of them being there was a very widely publicized turmoil that went on with the production of the film, and I think that that put a lot of doubt in people's minds about the actual quality of that film. We live in an age now where if that sort of rumor happens, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is now changing directors and they're changing create the creative mind behind that franchise because of factors outside of of the series, factors outside of their control. Are you going to go into Guardians 3 
with a more skeptical eye? Yeah, you are. Are people even going to skip out on Guardians 3 because they may not trust it in the theater and wait until it comes out on video? Yeah, you are. You know, you're going to get people who do that. I think that the the turmoil behind the scenes of the of the solo film is probably what led to its downfall at the box office and I don't know how many people wanted to see a Han Solo solo film, right? Like maybe the desire for it just wasn't there. I think they they pulled the trigger either too early or they pulled the trigger on something that didn't have that much legs to begin with. But whatever that is, I I highly, highly disagree with the idea that after one film, which made a billion dollars worldwide, that suddenly everyone's turned off of Star Wars and that we're circling the fucking drain. But if Disney gets the impression that the franchise is starting to circle the drain, then we're going to be in trouble. And it's going to come quicker than we'd think. So we need to rally or figure out our bullshit because we are being given a bounty of riches and we need to learn to appreciate what we have before it's gone. Okay. So you're right about one thing. We're going to fight. Okay. That's all bullshit. Okay. Because here's the thing. We're not the ones who are spoiled. It's not us. It's Lucasfilms. Because for years, they could put shit in a bag and write Star Wars on it, and we'd all run to fucking buy it. So they've gotten used to the fact that they can make a Star Wars movie, and it will make a bazillion dollars. And they haven't had to give a shit about content, because their fan base was too young to care. When, When they produced Jedi, Return of the Jedi, I was older but I was still too young to understand the nuances of movie plot. I couldn't have dissected the movies in the way that I do now because I didn't think about it in that way anymore. I didn't have the life experience to do that. But they have to understand that they, they're not giving us a bounty of riches. They're producing a product that we buy. And I don't have to buy their product. So if they want me to continue to do it, they have to give me what I want. It's supply and demand. They have to supply what we're demanding. I'm not beholden in any way to Disney for them to produce anything. I don't have to go to a Star Wars movie if I think it's going to suck. And the idea that we have to go see these movies to rally around Disney so that they continue to let us suck off the teat that is Lucasfilms is fucking ridiculous because they owe us. We pay them. That's the way it works. If if Marvel movies suck and I don't go see, like you brought up Guardians 3, I am skeptical of Guardians 3. Not because of the shit I heard behind the scenes, but because Guardian 2 was not as good a movie as Guardians 1. And with the steady decline that happens traditionally, the original Star Wars trilogy being the noted exception to this, um, where each movie gets progressively worse than the one before as Hollywood churns it out. And that happens in every major film franchise that's not exclusive to any group. Well, you you could say it hasn't happened to Marvel yet. They've had a lot of great films in that in the Avengers story. Well, they've had a lot of great films, but arguably 
uh, Iron Man 2 was worse than Iron Man 1. But Iron Man 3 is probably... Ah, I guess Iron Man One's definitely the better one. I, right. I see. I see what your point is. Um, I, I would say Winter Soldier might be a better story than oh. First Avenger. Head, heads, and head, head. Uh, what? what? Head, head and shoulders. Head and above. shoulders. There we go. Head and shoulders. Above. But uh, Civil War is also a great story. But I didn't enjoy it as much as two. Okay. Um. I. But anyway, so the. the with some few exceptions, Captain America, the original Star Wars trilogy, um, I could probably think of a couple of others if I really thought hard. Uh, most franchises, the first movie is the best of them. And then there's a precipitous decline. Right. So when I look at like a Guardians 3, there is, a, you know, there was a decline from Guardians 1 to Guardians 2. The, I'm expecting a decline to Guardians 3. But then when you add the turmoil in, that exponentially magnifies that decline expectation, which is what causes people not to go. The, the idea that um, we have to rally behind, like we're getting Star Wars movies and it's great. Yeah, it is great. But I don't want a Star Wars movie just to have one. I don't want you to produce shit and because I'm not ruining the franchise when you do that, me choosing not to spend my money on your offering isn't me ruining the franchise. Like uh, uh, in the last political election to, to, to take it out of the Star Wars arena and do something less contentious like politics. <laughs> of course. Um, people argued, people who were anti-Trump have argued that you should have voted, if you didn't vote for Hillary, you let Trump get into office. And that may be a fair assessment. But the reality is, we were offered certain political candidates, and they sucked. And so we were choosing between who sucked less. And that's not a choice that I should have to make. Now... When it comes to my money, which is a finite resource, no one should have an expectation of where they get my money. And that includes Star Wars. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to spend my money on Star Wars. I do. But the idea that I have to so that Disney can graciously make more Star Wars for me. No, fuck you. You produce good Star Wars, earn my goddamn money, and I'll give you as much of it as you deserve. But we, they have. To say that they haven't is, is ludicrous. How? How have they? We've, we've been spending months talking about well i mean not months but we've we've had three episodes now where we've broke down season by season star wars rebels which is 100 percent a disney creation yep absolutely great it's Excellent. a good series yes you you can put it right up there with the clone wars and in my opinion above the clone wars as it, it's a great the, series the best star wars animated series they get advertisers and honestly i'm gonna buy the disney streaming service because i'm going to get more clone wars right yes Okay, you'll, you'll get more Clone Wars when 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 the Disney streaming service launches next year. Right. I'm going to spend my money because that's valuable to me. But to say that I have to go to a Star Wars film, th the fact that Clo that Rebels is good just 
contrast when the movie isn't. Well, no, but the movies are. Here's the thing. I went back and listened to all of our discussions that we've had on The Last Jedi. And again, I've given you perfectly logical interpretations of the film. I'm not going to call it inferences based off of other facts. Interpreting the film, the film alone, based off of the actions of the characters and what we know about them going in, every, not every, I mean... There are pieces of The Last Jedi from a filmmaking perspective that are not great. Like, yes, the Canto Bite sequence is kind of, it takes you out of the film, or of the rolling narrative, it isn't that great. But the, the stuff between Rey, Luke, and Kylo Ren, which is really the heart of the film, that's the stuff that really matters to drive that thing forward. That's all top-notch, great a-level Star Wars storytelling. I disagree that it's top-notch A-level Star any storytelling, much less Star Wars. But the problem with Last Jedi is they set up things in Force Awakens, which is a prequel movie. Last Jedi is not a standalone. It's not a standalone. You're building off the movie before. And they set up expectations that they failed to meet. But they never had a responsibility to meet them. Bullshit they don't. They and, have a responsibility to the fans. And that's if okay. they want our money. But that's not okay. What give me an example of these expectations? Uh, hey, do you listen to Kevin Smith at all? I, I know of him. I okay. mean I've, I've listened Kevin, to him talk Kevin about Star Smith Wars. did a review on his podcast of sure. The Last Jedi. And he refers to several minutes that are uh, he refers to them as "fuck you, JJ" moments. Right, we've talked about that right. before. So, all of the there are many things that we've built up to be important. That we built up to be important, not that they built oh, up no, no. to be important. Okay, let me rephrase that: the last Je- or that the Force Awakens built up to be an important thing. Okay, that were either summarily dismissed or completely ignored. Okay, give me one example. Snoke. I I don't think they built Snoke up at all in Force Awakens. What do we know about him? We knew that he was the supreme leader. We knew that he had seduced Kylo Ren to the dark side. And we knew that he was going to continue to train Kylo in some capacity. That's what we knew about Snoke. There was never any sort of um, hidden reference to his past or or any development that was given to him beyond that he was a figure in the shadows that we saw bossing kylo ren around so the idea that they owed us any explanation in the film except he does make reference to the past when he references skywalker well should no but not like he fought Skywalker in the past or something like that. If, if he was making references to his own experiences in the past, then I could see he where you might have a point. specifically said that Ray rose up because goodness always rises to meet darkness. Sure, but he said Rey that in rose- Last Jedi. Did he not say that in... He did not say okay. that in Force Awakens. So um, we have, and maybe it's a fan expectation, but it was built on the movie... And on the press releases and on the interviews that they've done. The mystery of Snoke was hype. I disagree with that. I think the mystery of Snoke was entirely fan created and it was not necessarily something the film's created within itself. Okay. 
They made a big point of getting to the base. That was going to be their salvation, getting to that base, destroyed in the opening sequence. Are you talking about Takodana? Or not Takodana, um, Dakar? Whatever well, base they were getting bombarded at in the very opening sequence. Sure, I mean, they, but we knew that that was coming. They knew where the location of, D- of Dakar was. Remember the rebel? They said the 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 um, the uh, first order spies have tracked us. They know where we are. So that attack that they launched on Starkiller Base was out of necessity because their location had already been given away. So yes, of course they destroyed Starkiller Base, but it's only logical that the first order would then take whatever they had and go. All right, let's go there because we know that they're there, and let's try to snuff it out when we can. That makes perfect sense. Okay. The Ray parents thing. Again, it's not a plot line that was dropped. It wasn't dropped. It's very important to Ray. It's so important to her that it almost supersedes or trumps her mission to go and get Luke while she's on the island. When when she opens herself up right. to the force, she feels the cave. And she feels that it has something that she wants. And it shows her the possible answer. What she's looking for is strength. What she's looking for is her family of like, show me my parents, show me someone who I can look up to and who I can compare myself to. And the image is herself. Now that either means that who knows, maybe she is actually the new force Jesus, right? And that she didn't ever have any real parents and that she was kind of birthed like Anakin was put, you know, by the force into somebody's womb and and you are your own parent in that sort of way. But at the same time, perhaps it's the force or the cave reflecting to her that it does it didn't matter who her who what her past was, these people that abandoned her that she never knew. At this point, you don't need to know them because they are insignificant. And then Kylo Ren reveals that fact whether it's an actual fact or not we are yet to decide but he follows up on it they even give you an answer that to say that they dropped the plot point of the parents so that they swept it under the rug they built up to it and then kylo whether you could say he definitively answers it or not is up for debate but for now he definitively answers it he says they weren't heroes they weren't they were nobody they were a bunch of, they were drunks who sold you for drinking money. I That's, didn't bring that point up because I agree with you on it. That's Okay, but I'm, I'm saying this is the examples of things that people built up in their head as a really, really big deal that the filmmaker, Ryan Johnson, was under no, under no circumstances did he have a responsibility to answer those questions. Uh, and if if he didn't, then maybe we'll get him at some other point. But they were not important to the story that he was telling. So he didn't put them in there. That would blow to the movie. It works to the benefit of the film that he tried to put only the things that we need to know in the film. The Last Jedi is not a well-constructed movie. When I think back on it, that's the thing, right? The... I defend it so fervently because I do enjoy large parts of it. I enjoy large parts of it too. But I, you're right. I can't. I can say for sure the Canto Bite sequences, the Ray, the Rose and Finn side story, the idea of the chase right through the through with the First Order chasing down the Resistance, uh, 
the idea it, all of those ideas are flawed their execution is flawed mm-hmm. the idea of the hyperspace thing while it made for a really good scene really cool visual you're right it doesn't make a ton of sense but there is there's great stuff in this movie yeah and you can't forget that i guess that that's my but point but we don't we don't it's not an all or nothing thing i don't have to Love the movie to enjoy the great stuff. I actually just, we watched it the other day with my son because it's on Netflix. Yeah. And I've probably watched the fight scene with Kylo Ray and the Praetorian Guards about 10 times in the last, since it's been on Netflix. Sure. Because that's badass. That's awesome. There are some great things in this movie. And I'm not denying that those great things exist. I think one of the big problems that we have, not just as Star Wars fans, but as a culture as a whole, and I think places like Disney are pushing this narrative, that you either love something or hate it. You can't appreciate it and be critical of its flaws. Like, I have on record said several times, I'm waiting to see what the next movie says to find out how much I do or don't actually like The Last Jedi. Here are problems that I have with it. Now, they may address those problems, and that would be fine. I I said the same thing about Solo. I have problems with the Solo movie because I know where it ends up. And I would need to see more to find out what gets me from point A to point C, or actually probably point E, (laughs) because B, C, and D are important segments of that story that I have not yet been told. But, and this leads me to my larger point, right? Now that Solo has failed by Star Wars standards at the box office, with all of the money that went into its marketing, with all the money that went into its development... It didn't perform. It failed to make its money back. I'm pretty sure that it failed to make its money back. I haven't seen the worldwide numbers, but I know domestically it did not do very well. Um, When we look at the future of that line of films, it has to be called into question whether or not... Because those of us that have seen the film, you and I included, it's It's okay. Right? It's it's it was a fun time. It was worth your but, price to go see it in the theater. It was a good summer movie ride and I would I am curious to see where they go from here with the story that they were trying to create. It's clear that they wanted to make more solo films. But it, but that, we're never we may never get that but chance. But that goes now. to my point. They produced a film They put a bunch of money into it. They put a bunch of money into marketing. Probably more than they would have, say, Cars 4. Okay? Well, that's Pixar, so let me think of... Uh, 103 Dalmatians. Well, Disney Disney does, uh, what what is it? Are they the distributor of Pixar films? I think they might be. More than they would have a different spin-off movie. They're more heavily invested in Solo... Because it was a Star Wars movie. Because the expectation was, it's a Star Wars movie, so it will make money. Well, and Rogue One did really well. Yes, so it why, did. So why wouldn't you have had the expectation of that? 
But why? But that goes to show that they looked at it as something where we slap the Star Wars name on it, no matter what it is, it will make X amount of dollars more than what we expect from a regular movie so we can invest all this. You have to look at the movie based on its content, and the fans have every right to be discerning because Disney's not entitled to my paycheck. They're not entitled to even a half hour of my labor. Now, if they earn it, I'm happy to give it to them, but they're not entitled, and I shouldn't... I don't have to feel obligated because I want them to produce something else because it's not me that's producing stuff I don't want to, to spend money to see. And, and your argument is, if we don't go see this stuff, they'll stop making it. Well, if they start making good movies, they start marketing them appropriately, they start generating hype that the movie lives up to, because that's the other thing. I'll be the first person to admit that part of the problems the prequels have is there is no way they could have lived up to the hype. No, no way. No way. But we are beyond the era where the 16 years of hype excuse is viable. We have moved beyond that. That they can say there's no way this movie, there's no way a solo movie could have lived up to the hype. No, there was no hype for the solo movie. That's the problem, because you produce shit for sequels, not Disney, but Lucasfilms. We didn't enjoy the sequels. Wait, uh, are you talking about the prequels? Or the prequels, sorry. Yeah. We didn't enjoy the prequels. We went to see all three of them. We went to see them, but we didn't enjoy them. We complained. And less of us went to each one. The sequels made, if I, or the prequels, if I remember correctly, made less money. As time went on consecutively. I, I don't know if that's exactly true because I know, I mean, episode three being the last, last one at the time. Right. I think would have pulled Th some people. That in. may have, but, but what I'm, what I'm saying is there was not a spike in attendance where each movie did better than the one before it. Okay. And Force Awakens did phenomenal. 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 It was a good film. That, that is 10 years of hype. That's 10 years of buildup. Right. Right there. But Last Jedi did not do phenomenal. No, it did. It didn't do bad. No, it did phenomenal. It made a billion dollars worldwide. How can you say that that's not phenomenal? It performed at the box office. You cannot say that The Last Jedi did poorly at the box office because it didn't. Okay. It did not do as well as Force Awakens. It didn't do as well as Force Awakens, but nothing could. No one was expecting it to do that well. How did it do compared to Rogue One? It beat Rogue One. Rogue One didn't I'm even sure it was a close. saga movie. Right. But my, my point is, at this stage in the game, they have to evaluate what they're producing. We are... I'm not talking about Star Wars burnout. I don't think that that's a thing. Okay. Right. Because if you look at Marvel, wouldn't there have been Marvel burnout at this point? But here's the thing the Marvel movies that have done well have been good films. Now, there have been problems with them. Don't get me wrong. 
<clears throat> I, I haven't seen Infinity War yet, for example, because I know that there is a glaring plot problem that only exists because they deviated from the source material. Right. So that bothers me as a fan. So I'm going to wait and see it when it comes out on DVD. Um, but the thing is, if you want movies to continue to make money... You have to produce movies that people want to pay to see. And I, I think the statement that you made earlier that if we don't go to these movies, they're going to stop making them. Well, okay, make movies we want to see because you absolutely do have an obligation to your fan, boy, fan base to produce things they want to consume. You absolutely have an obligation any company that produces any product has an obligation to their customers to produce what their customers want. You could not, no, no, you could not walk into Perkins and say, well, yeah, they'd serve me moldy potatoes, but if I don't eat them, they're not going to make any more potatoes. But art is different than that. First of all, you don't get the excuse of art. You do. No, you, you don't do get that. Yes, you do. There's a reason starving artist is a thing. If an artist wants to, to sell product, they have to produce something that someone wants to buy. If the artist, the artist can certainly produce things that they do for their own benefit, and maybe someone will like it and maybe someone won't. But you can't just say it's art so I don't have to care about the market. Bullshit. You're producing a good, a service. You are making a consumable item. You need to produce something people want to consume. You don't get to pretend, well, I'm making art so I don't have to care. Well, fuck you. I'm not buying art. I'm going to a Star Wars movie. But you are buying art because Star Wars movies are art. Everything then is art. Not everything, but quite a few things. You're right. Quite right. a few things but that people create. Do, do you buy paintings? Do you do do you I buy? Don't, I don't buy paintings. How about no. comic books? How many comic books do you buy? I have purchased many graphic novels. Uh, no, no, but comic books weekly, like weekly, because oh, no, graphic novels not. are usually collections of right. Gra graphic novels are collections of stories that they. Well, but do. Zach, Story if you arcs. don't start buying weekly comics, I don't give a shit. Then about they're me. not going to produce graphic novels Great. anymore. Awesome! I don't give a shit about gra about the comic industry at this point. That's moved on. That's moved on to movies. They're making more money there than they are in comics. Okay, but, but the point is, it's the exact same argument. You're saying I don't give a shit. Well, okay. I don't give a shit either because they're producing good TV. So if they don't produce good movies, fine. Fuck it. Don't produce good then movies. No, you think that. You think that Disney would ever continue putting money into Lucasfilm to make just TV? No. I think Disney is a fucking business, and they're going to put money in where they get money out. Disney is not an art studio. Disney is a fucking business. They will put money in where they get money out. Right, and where they're getting money out is the films. And if the films are shit and they don't make money on the films, but they still get advertising because they still get viewers on the movie, on but the TV shows. they're not getting viewers on the TV shows. Have you seen that? The ratings are so fucking minuscule for the shows live as they air because television's dead. 
you, everything is consumed now either on Netflix or Hulu or yep. Amazon or what have you. And Rebels is not available on any of those because platforms. Disney chooses not to put them on those platforms. Now they may put it on their own streaming platform. Yep. And when which they is do, probably why they haven't. When they do that, they'll maybe they'll have control over that and be able to kind of justify putting it on that avenue but to say that because lucasfilm is a major operation they pay so many people to work for that to work for that division of their of their business if lucasfilm becomes a television studio only do you you honestly believe that they're going to put any any of even close to the same people start losing their jobs right yeah okay produce good movies then if you don't want to lose your job but they would you ask would you say that solo was a good movie it was an it was a good movie, but it wasn't a good Han Solo movie. Okay, but you would say it's a good movie, like yeah, it was worth your price of, of admission. Yeah, you liked it, you enjoyed parts of it enough that you're you weren't walking out of the theater going, "Man, I'm I can't believe I saw this piece of shit." Right. right. I unfortunately, because of the way that people feel about the franchise right now, well, possibly right, there was a, a wash over from a different movie. On to this movie, and now this movie didn't do well. And the the actors, the writers, the producers of that film, who may have gotten a chance to do more of the story that you and I both enjoyed, right? we're not going to get to see that story anymore, because people who thought that they were better than Star Wars, or who wanted to stick it to Disney or whatever, decided, well, we're just not going to go see this one regardless of its quality and now we all as fans of star wars suffer for that because we're missing out on something we could have gotten okay well then they should have made good movies that wouldn't have washed out that wouldn't have had wash over to other things in their franchise that's not on us but it <sighs> that's on them i you don't you don't see how the ripple effect of if suddenly they stop making Star Wars movies, that's that's a bad I lived thing. through 16 years of no Star Wars movies. I can do it again. But then Star Wars is done. Star Wars is over. Well, then they killed it. That They have an obligation. They are in creative control. If they... For example, when we talked about Last Jedi and I said it wasn't a good movie, it was written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Right. So, whose fault is it if it's written badly and directed badly? Well, you tried to make the uh, case two weeks ago that the Lucasfilm Story Group had some sort of responsibility in that as well. But well, Right. Well, I made the case that he should have consulted them because Pablo says if it doesn't happen on film, it doesn't well, he, happen. He did consult with them. He, they all consult with them. But my, I, yes, it's Ryan Johnson's fault in that way. And who decided to distribute the movie the way it, uh, it was made and produced? Lucasfilm. Right. So they have some responsibility in that. I, as a consumer, am under no obligation to consume what they produce. They have to produce something. Manufacturers have to but meet where their did the clients' menta- needs. Where did the mentality change? Where you you literally opened up your argument by saying for years they could put shit in a bag and it had Star Wars on it and we would buy it. Right. Where did that mentality change? When they started producing shit and putting it in a bag and writing Star Wars on it. But you you watched all three prequel films with no problem. Well, maybe you had a problem, but 
then they came back with Force Awakens, and it's not like you boycotted Force Awakens because the prequels were bad. No. So I why didn't. would why would you apply? Why wouldn't you just take each film as their own thing? Well, because in in these cases, these films aren't their own thing. How is Solo not its own thing? Because it ties into the trilogy. Ah, uh, no, I these mean, movies it does these it does movies tangentially. Are, well, not tangentially. This movie has to lead up to the Han Solo we see in A New Hope. It has to. Well, this film did not. Right. Because they clearly want to tell more stories. It's not far enough along in the timeline yet to get to that point. Right, right. It, and I understand that. But what I'm saying is we can't say, like Rogue One was, actually Rogue One was even tangentially related because it had to do with the well, Death Ro- Star Well, Rogue plans. One was directly related on well, that 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 is that case is definitely not any less direct than solo is mm, not true solo tells the story of a character in the films right in the original trilogy at a much earlier point in his life right still a character in the original trilogy sure but at, at a point in his life where you could argue that nothing that happened directly as a result of that film would impact a new hope whereas okay. whereas rogue one is the days before minutes, hours, the, seconds. the minutes, hours, seconds before A New Hope. So, yes, it leads directly Sorry. into the films that we know. I would say that that is directly related. Okay. I, I will give you that it is more directly related than Solo, but as one of the most beloved characters in the original trilogy, it's related. Sure. Man, I, I wish people would have gone to see that movie if he was really that beloved of an original trilogy character. Uh, I think Han Solo, well, he's one of my, he's my most beloved. Sure. But where was everybody? Where, where were all the Han fans? Where were all the Han fans? The Han fans were upset about Luke's portrayal in Last Jedi, Which maybe. Is fucking ridiculous. But I don't think it's fucking ridiculous. I, I do. But. I think you're a bunch of fucking babies. How's well, that? I That's fine. You're welcome to your opinion. The point is, Lucasfilms, and therefore Disney, is is obligated to us as fans to produce something. But that's, re- again. It is, it is asinine to think that we. What was the we- criticism? What was the criticism of The Force Awakens? The criticism, the biggest criticism was, well, it's just a new hope all over again. Oh, yeah, I've said that you're myself. You're not really treading any new ground. So what did Ryan Johnson do with The Last Jedi? He made his version of Star Wars. He made a a differently realized film stylistically here's, here's the filmmaking thing. techniques everything and and and, and people go I and if Ryan Johnson had shut the fuck up after he was done with his film and graciously took the criticism people had it probably wouldn't have had the washout that it did but he was a douche online i i didn't think so oh but you did and i understand that right but the thing is the world we live in now is not the world I grew up in when Empire came out. All of these things have, they're all interconnected. The they're, Empire Strikes Back. Did not do are, well in theaters. Oh, yes, did not do well in yep. theaters, but it's arguably the best Star Wars film. I, I would disagree that it's arguably anything. Well, you, you, it is you would the best say Star it is. Wars well, film. I'm, I'm saying there are people who would argue with you that and that's it isn't. Fine. And Everybody that's fine. has a right but to be wrong. My point, because uh, I agree with you, but my point being, that story, if you were to hold it up to the quote-unquote 
supply and demand theory that you're telling me, that story would not have been as dark as it was. That story would not have had the struggles of the heroes as it did. It would have been a lighter story where the heroes wouldn't have had to go through as much. Right, you're right. But the movie benefits from the fact that George Lucas said, fuck it, I'm going to make a completely different movie than the original movie. Maybe after... Maybe after uh, episode nine, the second to last Jedi comes out. <laughs> episode nine. La- episode nine. Just kidding. Right. Yeah, episode nine. <laughs> we fucking lied. <laughs> oh shit! There's one more. I'll be damned. Guess Luke should have lit that fire earlier. Episode nine. What the fuck were we thinking? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Episode 9, JJ is back. <laughs> right. Episode 9, a new, new, new hope. <laughs> um, maybe it'll, in retrospect, make the movie better, because it could. And I've admitted that. But when you have such a contentious movie as The Last Jedi was, and many, not all, but many of the criticisms of it are valid criticisms... So maybe they shouldn't have released a solo movie until they've resolved that problem and demonstrated that they heard and fixed or, or given people faith <coughs> by making an amazing episode nine that made episode eight make sense. Maybe that's what they should have done. Or because some people are rational, maybe they thought, okay, Here's the schedule of movies because that's what movie studios have to do. They have mm-hmm. to they have to come up with a schedule of films they're going to release so that production times and production dates can be set so that all of the actors who work on not just this film but many other films and all the crew members who work on right. not just this film but many other films, they have to decide years in advance that this is where this is going. They couldn't have held off on the release of Solo. They they may have been able to hold off on it until December of that next year. But clearly, even after the director switch, they they felt a pressure. There was a reason why they had to get that solo movie into the time that they did. Okay. And and if that's the case... A rational human being would think this is a totally different set of movies, totally different movie from the original trilogy, from from the sequel trilogy. A rational human being wouldn't have doubled down on their position and alienated and insulted fans who were offering criticisms of a franchise. And that's what they did. Well, they didn't do that. Ryan Johnson did that. Okay, But, but also, I, I don't think he's... I, I, I guess double downing on criticisms, he's giving you an explanation. Whether or not you like that explanation is your choice. Again, in, in a lot of cases, his explanations were condescending and dismissive which is not the way that you would like you and I fight and argue. We do. We come at things from very different points of view, but when we argue or disagree, our point is to show the other person what we're thinking and why, and maybe we'll disagree at the end. Maybe we'll agree to disagree, and it'll be a point that we won't agree on ever. Okay? But I never look at you, at least I hope I never do, look at you and go, 
in this book, it says this can happen, even though this book is not canon anymore. But in this one book I own, it says that this can happen. It's in writing, so go to hell, which was pretty much his response to the Mary Poppins thing, which could have easily been handled, easily been handled by saying uh, she was attempting to force pull the ship closer because that's all she could do. You understand how first pull works. And to the force, the size of an object doesn't matter. But in space where there's no weight, she moved closer to, or the camera was following from the perspective of the ship because everything is relative. So it appears that Leia was moving but toward that, the ship. That's such a small thing to nitpick. Why do we have to nitpick, nitpick that at all? It was a cool m moment that empowered Leia. She has an understanding of the force. That's all that scene was meant to. Uh, that's all it was but meant up to until um, then, establish. Up until then, Leia had never actively used the Force. And her last on-screen appearance discussing the Force was talking about it being a power she could never hope to understand. Well, no, we saw her clearly feel the death of Han Solo through the Force. So you can't right, But that's passive. That. That's not active. Right, but... This was an active use of the Force. That's out of character from everything that we've seen. And it could be justified... But turning around and pointing to a non-canon book and saying, the power's listed here, so fuck off, which is effectively what he did, is not the right way to handle that situation. He could have said, Leia's grown in her force in, in the intervening movies. There's comic books and books coming out that you could certainly read that would shed light on Leia's new force powers. And that is something that you would, as a rational human being who understands the franchise should be able to infer and imply from the situation. And that's fine. But when the director who made the movie just comes out and says, fuck you, that alienates fans. Now, not every fan hears that interview, by the way. Let me, I, I well, I actually, like that was a Twitter exchange that I'm referencing. Okay. So every fan can go look at it right now if they want. I think the images are still up on his Twitter feed. Sure. Now, and when you're a public figure, which you become when you are an actor or director in Star Wars. Sure. You need to understand that you are going to get criticism from fans over things they don't like. And some Star Wars fans are rabid about it. Now, I am not in any way justifying the terrible things that have been said to the, to the actress that played rose because those people are shit bags. the terrible things that have been said to uh john boyega and disney and daisy ridley as well right exactly those those are people who are playing a role and you do not criticize those people in the way that you did you're a bunch of fucktards and i will never defend you have a right to say whatever you want because we live in a country with free speech but that doesn't mean you're not an asshole and i'm going to call you out on being an asshole okay but if you want to talk to the writer of the movie about what they wrote you can't just say like like you can do there's parts of rose's performance not rose's performance but rose's role in the movie that I don't like. I don't like them. Right. I think they were unnecessary. I think they took me away from the movie. It's not that I think they were poorly acted. It's not that Even though some of them were, she's not that great. Right. But this is a role. This is the person that was chosen for the role. That person did the job to the best of their ability. Hopefully. Right. And 
like, like it or not, ultimately, that decision falls on the casting director, the director, because it wouldn't be the first time somebody was pulled out of a movie because you didn't work and someone else was cast. It happens all the time. So the person who directed the movie was happy with the performance. The person who wrote the movie was happy with the dialogue. In this particular case, that individual is the same person. That person deserves the criticism. Everything you don't like about Rose or Finn's storyline doesn't fall on the actors that played Rose and Finn. Right. It falls on on Ryan Johnson. That's where it should fall. The problem is, and I hate to say this because it shouldn't have been this way. Okay? Okay. But if Ryan couldn't handle the criticism that he was receiving, he could take a page from his actors who said, this thing is something that I cannot handle. This criticism is harsh. And I agree. I agree with them. The criticism was over the top. Over the top. And the people who did it should be ashamed of themselves. Right. But they won't be because it's the internet. Right, but they won't be because you can live behind the anonymity of a screen and a pseudonym and be a big man. Be macho. Be the biggest man. All the best words. Right. But that actress who played Rose just deleted her Twitter account. She didn't want to deal with it. It's done. It's gone. It's done. Now, I am upset that the Twitterverse no longer has her voice. I think it was Instagram. but Or Instagram, whatever it was. I'm upset that she no, no longer feels that she can use that platform to voice her own opinions. And... I am saddened that I belong to a group of people that would behave that way to another human being. I I am. And that anger should have been directed elsewhere. Now, it should not have been handled in that way, even with Ryan Johnson. Okay? Because nobody should have to deal with that bullshit. Right. Um, I, I, here was my point that I wanted to get to with, with all of this. I would love, and I don't even know if it's possible anymore, but I would love for, for there to be a way for us to not have to think about this shit. Like, th- and this is me being real, real right now, okay? Really, really real. When we had our, our little break that we took... Not intentionally, right? But it just happened to be that we were. Tr- truthfully, we just couldn't stand each other for a while. That's after that not last true. Live episode. That's not true. But <laughs> I know I'm just messing uh, around. You know, we 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 didn't even get a hold of each other. It was a, it was a communication breakdown, and there was a week where we did not have anything out. Like there was for the first time, you know, which I was a little upset about leading up to it. But then that day came and went. Because I just didn't have the time. My sister's wedding was around that time. It was just impossible, really, for me to to work on putting that episode two special edition together in the time at that period in time. And that was the only other thing we could have put out besides recording another episode, which we failed to do. Uh, 
there was a piece of me that thought with the current atmosphere around Star Wars, with the attitude that has been displayed toward it by many fans, that was like, fuck it. I really enjoy talking about this, and I really enjoy talking about this with Ben, but at the same time, I waste so much of my time thinking about how other people are going to react to these things that I love. Because I'm putting myself in a position where I have to think about it from other perspectives. If I didn't have this podcast anymore, I I might not necessarily have to do that. And I could go back to watching Star Wars just for the sake of watching Star Wars. But at the end of the day, I came to the conclusion that I did want to continue doing this because I have a lot of fun doing it. Right, and... That actually ties into what I, I, let let me let you finish your thought. I'm sorry. I guess my point being, I'd love to get to a, back to a point where when something new is announced, when a new film is announced, when a new game is announced, when a new TV show is announced, the first thing that isn't out of everybody's mouth is, it's going to suck because of this. It's going to suck because of this. Why can't we just... Go back to being excited about new Star Wars. Well, I think for that to happen, Disney needs to miss a production date like we did, and they need to have the same thought you did, and they need to decide we want to produce Star Wars that people are going to consume and enjoy, like you did, and decide they want to keep doing it, and then produce a show that people are going to like. Because for our podcast, now, we can approach the podcast in one of two ways. Okay, we can approach the podcast in the way that, and this is the way we, this is the way I approach the podcast personally. We're going to, when we get together, we're going to argue about Star Wars and talk about Star Wars. It's going to happen. Right. The only real difference between this and every other time that you and I get together (laughs) is there's a microphone on and there's somebody recording. And we post it for everybody. And we post it online to listen to. Okay. But it's just a conversation that we have. I am not doing this podcast, not that I don't appreciate our listeners, but I'm not doing this podcast because I want someone to listen. I'm doing this podcast because my friend Zach said, hey, I'd like to do a Star Wars podcast. Would you be a part of it? And I thought, well, when Zach and I get together, we talk about Star Wars anyway. It doesn't matter to me if the mics are on or not. Sure. I'm producing the podcast because I want to produce the podcast. And I don't care if it's consumed or not. And I would say the same thing for me. Okay. That that's the thing of what I've I've said, you know, I cracked the joke at the beginning of the episode. Oh, well, uh, you don't I don't even know if we want to take over the world. It's because I don't think either of us have any ambitions of this podcast catching fire. Right. Well, and we're not going out a lot of other podcasts go out and solicit sponsors to get payments and do an advertising break. Um, we don't we don't have enough listeners for that, but well, but, right. but they try. Their goal is to do that. They want to make money. We're that's not what we're trying to do. Okay, but if our goal was to produce a podcast that you and I could earn a salary of some level from, we would have to make changes to it. We would have to worry about the content and try and make the content something that people would want to consume to get our listenership up to the point where we could approach sponsors to get them to be sponsors. Sure. And and quite honestly, believe it or not, we have had not many, but less than a handful, but more than one, people who listen to the podcast who say, hey, I ran a business, 
would you want to do a live broadcast from our location and we'll sponsor that podcast. And you know what? We might do a live broadcast from that location at some point in time, but we're going to do it because we want to. And right. we're not taking that spot. We're not taking a sponsorship for it. We may even plug the place that we're at, but we're going to do it because we feel like doing it. Not because we are beholden to an advertiser, but once you start wanting it to be a revenue stream, you have to be beholden to an advertiser. For, for my real job, my big boy job, copyright my dad, <laughs> um, I have customers that have needs really early in the morning. I am not a morning person. I don't mind going to bed after the sun gets up, but I really don't like waking up before it's in the sky. But there is at least once a week where my fat, lazy ass gets out of bed at one o'clock in the morning, because that's what I need to do to make my customers happy. And those customers pay my bills. And that's the way it is. And Disney needs to learn that they need to understand that. Now, maybe they do. Maybe they understand that. Maybe they take the criticism to heart. And yes, I will admit that the fan base needs to back off a little bit and let there be some creative freedom. I'm not saying that the fans are 100% right on everything, especially the more rabid fans. For example, I, I'm not trying to interrupt oh, your no, point. Oh, go right ahead. If, if Disney had to rely on Star Wars Rebels as the revenue stream for Star Wars, it wouldn't be the show that it is today. It simply wouldn't be. The, the fact that they ha- they it wasn't the thing, a tentpole, holding up the franchise, that it was sort of a side project that people watched because they really enjoyed it. Dave Filoni, who has been universally lauded, even though he is, he is a student of George Lucas, but he's taken all of those lessons and he has put them, he's like the last vestige of direct Lucas storytelling left in Lucasfilm. And he's practically a god among a lot of hardcore fans because he understands Star Wars, he understands the fans, but if he if he wasn't given all of the freedom to do all of the things that he has been able to do, Rebels wouldn't be as good. Right, so but- I there is an element. I totally understand what you're saying, Ben. And I agree with it. But it's different with art and with movies because you have to why are movies fun? Why is Star Wars cool? Because George Lucas literally went against every convention that you would have think you would have thought film had to do at the time to create something original but, that resonated. But by the same token, I think we can all agree, and by all I mean both of us, hopefully most those of you listening agree as well, but if you don't, meh. <laughs> um, we're not doing this for you. The original trilogy <laughs> was better than the prequel trilogy. Yes, right. Okay. The prequel trilogy, George knew the fans had expectations. And he ignored them. Right. And the, the franchise as a whole suffered for blatantly ignoring them all. And so you want to know how we can get to a point where people are excited again? I'll tell you. It's actually not hard to do. Dave, that's the guy's name that you were talking about, right? Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. So. Big Dave. He wears the hat. Big Dave. Yeah. The man. The man. 
You just make sure that Big Dave gets veto power over upcoming movie scripts because the man can put a fucking story together. Right. And he has the faith of the fans. And you can let the directors have creative control and the writers have creative control with the caveat that when they're done, they have to turn over their script to Dave to get the big Dave stamp of approval. (laughs) And maybe we put a big stamp at the beginning of every movie. This stamp is big. This movie is big Dave approved. (laughs) Right. We can make a graphic. Bam. Dave says this shit doesn't suck. (laughs) It's like the Rotten Tomatoes tomato right. meter. Dave meter. This my shit Dave, doesn't My suck. name is Dave Filoni, and I support this movie. All right? And because the fans have confidence oh. in him, his credit would lend confidence to upcoming franchises, upcoming movies. Well, now, to be fair, a segment of the percentage of the fans, right? A percentage of fans he has credit with. Because there are still a very large amount of people that don't watch the animated series at all. Right. But but your your fans who are consuming the animated series, and if I remember correctly, he was involved with the Clone Wars series as well, Correct. wasn't he? Correct, yep. He, he developed the Clone Wars with George, and then he was the supervising director on Rebels. Okay. And so, he is the supervising director on Star Wars Resistance as well, which is the upcoming series this fall. Right, which... Let's be honest with each other here. I may be tentative of, except for the fact that he has, he's supervising director. Right. So that, that allays my fears because that man can put together a fucking story. And so you get people, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about books for just a second. Okay. If you told me that Timothy Zahn wrote the next Star Wars movie, I would be excited about that movie. Sure. Because he wrote Heir to the Empire, and I love that trilogy. You, so I'm not saying you need to give these people the, the, the writing. I'm not saying that at all. You can get do what you've been doing. You can. But have a trusted name that oversees it. Like, the Marvel franchise, the Marvel movies, Marvel Online, the guy who's in charge of Marvel Studios, who puts his stamp on everything. Kevin Feige. He's got credit. Clearly, he has an eye for what he expects. Right. The, The guy who does the Marvel animated stuff. I don't know who that is, but... Uh, Joe... He's a comic book writer. I don't know who. I don't uh, know. Anyway, the, the the point is, these are people who have credit. Maybe not with what they're doing right now, but the fans recognize their names. So what you're like, like you're, I am telling you that I am predicting now that there will be less problem with episode nine than there was with episode eight because J.J. Abrams is a recognized name. Granted, there are people who had problems with what J.J. did with episode right. seven. You're going to have people who are, have problems with everything. There, There is a small percentage of the fan base 
And and there are a lot of just never. It's just never going to be happy. Right. There is a percentage of the fan base that is mad that there was a movie made after A New Hope. And they will go to their grave being mad that there was a movie. Well, made then they're not really fans, but, are they? But the the point is, you you are going to have criticism. It is going to happen. Sure. Okay. And sometimes those critics are very loud voices. And you're a multi billion dollar company, Disney. So you you're used to critics, and you're used to ignoring what they say. So the only way people can speak to you in a way that you understand is with money. So you have one of two options. I'm talking directly to the person at Disney who oversees Lucasfilm's Ka- Kathleen division. Kennedy. She's in charge of, Kath- of Lucasfilms, right? She is the, the decision maker at Lucasfilms. Okay. She's the I'm one- talking to her boss. I don't think she has a a boss. Yeah, because Lucasfilms is a wholly owned subsidiary of Disney, Walt Disney. So sure. there's somebody who's above her. Well, there's somebody who's above her, but it, yeah, for all intents and purposes, Lucasfilm is its own company. Anyway, like for example, there's no boss of Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige makes Marvel movies. He's the he's the executive producer, right? But he still has to answer to someone at Disney. I, maybe the CEO. Okay, great. But the CEO isn't isn't tinkering. To say that Disney, quote unquote, is making these decisions, they're not. Right. I, I understand that. Here's here's my point before we get lost in minutia. To the person making decisions, you have two choices. We as fans only have two options to discuss things with you, to give you feedback. One of them is criticism online, and one of them is with our dollars. If you're not going to listen to the criticisms online and take them seriously, and I'm not saying you have to bow to every one. I'm not saying you have to change what you're doing for every little criticism. But read them, evaluate them, and take them seriously. Okay? If 5,000 fans have the same criticism, maybe look at that one a little closer than the one guy who rants about the one thing. Like, I could have complained that at one point in the thing, Rose's necklace is wrong. Because it wouldn't match up as a yin and yang to her sisters. I noticed it my third time watching the movie. I don't give a shit, but it could be a criticism. The guy who's complaining about that, you can probably ignore. Okay? But when you have thousands of fans who are unhappy with the treatment of Luke Skywalker... Treat that as a valid criticism, at least something to look into, okay? Because if you don't, the only way they can make their voice heard is by not spending their money, and you want their money. And I actually want you to have their money, because despite the fact that I say we're under no obligation to buy Star Wars, I agree that if we don't buy it, we're not going to get it. The difference is, I want that to motivate Disney into producing good product that I want to spend money on, and I am willing to take the chance that I lose Star Wars for 16 more years to get that. I am not going to feel obligated to buy something I don't like, simply on the off chance that Disney may produce something I like later on, 
Because the problem is, if we spend money for crap, they will continue to produce crap. Because that's how that works. I learned that raising my children. If I let them get away with shit, well, sure, they'll continue to get away now, with shit. I, I, I just I have a really hard time labeling anything that Disney has released so far as crap, as outright crap that is not worth your time. I, but I'm not gonna say it's outright crap either because I've invested my time in it. But I can understand why people would wait to get the DVD. I can understand on some of these movies. Why people wouldn't see it in theaters. Sure. And I, I, I guess time will tell whether or not that, uh, that message was sent. And, but that's the only, my takeaway. For Disney, I, I disagree with you that we have to buy things to hope Star Wars keeps being made. I agree with you. If we don't buy it, it won't be made. But I think that should be a wake-up call for Disney. And I want them to understand that if we can't, because I belong to a lot of Star Wars groups on social media. Some of them are run by people like Zach who love everything Star Wars all the time. Yeah, that's true. That is me. Some of them are run by people who are critical of Star Wars but still love it, which is where I am. I'm critical of the movies. I know I am, but I love Star Wars. That's one of the reasons I am critical because I want it to be amazing. Then there are people who just are critical. I belong to one group that's literally titled How Ryan Johnson Ruined Christmas. Okay? In many of these groups, there was an active effort to boycott Solo. It was on all of media. Now, admittedly, I did not boycott Solo because I am not a follower except that it was Star Wars, so I'm going to spend my money on it. Except you are a follower. Except in, I am in, a follower. In that fashion. I'd like to pretend I'm not a follower, so I didn't do the boycott. Um, but those fans are trying to say something. Their voice wasn't heard. They didn't go to boycott immediately. That was not the first thing they did. That was a response to the response they received. And I hope Disney took that away from Solo. I hope the lesson they learned wasn't nobody's going to go see a Solo movie. I hope the lesson they learned was if we don't listen to the customers and give them what they want, produce a product people want to buy, that there will be far-reaching implications to other parts of the franchise. Because honestly, the problem is, if you don't get the message now, the boycotts are going to go beyond the Star Wars franchise. Because it'll have to, for people's voice to be heard. But the thing you need to remember is, all of these people love Star Wars. Yeah, I, They do. I they just, want Star Wars. Really? Yes. I don't, I don't they think want they do. They want good Star I know, Wars. I think they want their version of Star Wars. That's the other problem that I have. It's that the expectations and the, the it, it, what you're saying is make a product that people want to pay for. What you're also suggesting is that they should be making the product that it, they should be making fan fiction at that point. I'm, I'm not saying fan fiction. I've actively said that you need to, you can avoid the people who are on the fringe and you don't have to follow fan suggestions, but you have to understand if you don't, people are going to be upset. 
especially if your movie doesn't live up to the hype you create. That's an issue. Right. You control the advertising. You control the movie. The fans are the consumers. I don't know. I've, I've beat that yeah. point to yeah. death, so I'm going to stop. But that's fine. That's, that's my thought. No, that's it. That's, I got everything out I needed to get out. I guess if wherever you sit on the fence on this, I, I think we have to support it so that we can get the good stuff. And you know what? That mentality also may come from, this is going to seem odd, but that may come from being a professional wrestling fan. That that may because I, I don't know if you know much about professional wrestling and I it, used to follow it a lot and then it started producing stuff I didn't enjoy so I stopped. Well, there we go. So I never stopped. I got hooked on it when I was ten or eleven, and at that point they had already exited what people would call the boom period, right? But when you go back and you look and you actually watch those episodes from the boom period, it was a lot of bullshit, like. There were a lot of characters and there were a lot of things that they were doing with wrestling, whether it was WWF or WCW at the time, that were straight up dumb. Like, it didn't make any sense and it, it was just a bunch of people who were throwing their money at it because it was sensational or they thought it was cool or they thought Stone Cold Steve Austin was cool. And the key was Stone Cold Steve Austin, the WWF, did a really good job of booking him. They did a really good job with his stories and making him a great character. But there's a lot of side stories during that time that are the stupidest fucking bullshit that fall to the wayside. Because mm -hmm. wrestling fans have conditioned themselves that there are, there are parts of the show that are going to be dumb. And there are parts of the show that are going to be fucking awesome. That you really enjoy. And that's really why you're there to see it. So that's kind of the mentality that I take with The Last Jedi. There is stuff in there that's fucking awesome that I love, so therefore, I love the film. So I, if that helps you also understand that a little more. Well, but, and, and I understand where you're coming from. So I, there, are, there are things in Star Wars that are fucking awesome that I absolutely love, and there are some things that have come out that are, you know, they're not great, but I can't say that Disney has done anything so far on a major level. I'm not talking about the comics because I haven't read all the comic books. I, I don't know. But I know that out of the visual storytelling we've been given and many of the novels that we've been given, there are, there's some really good stuff. And I want to see that continue. I don't want Star Wars to die. So I'm just maybe not. I'm not saying that you have to buy everything. I'm just saying let's. If we could be a little less critical of the things that don't deserve to be criticized in that fashion, then that's all that I would ask. Oh, and all that I would ask is that Disney pays attention to some of the criticism and understand that the vast majority of it is actually done out of love. It is. Or racism. Either way. <laughs> Some of it's... But but again, Star Wars has a proud tradition of racism, so that's still... Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, but... I guess... We digress. On that note, Zach. <laughs> Star Wars is a proud tradition of racism, and we're done. <laughs> uh, no, uh, taking a look at future weeks here, um, what we're going to do, we're, we're going to go and... Uh, there will be something, I believe, that comes out of Lincoln, 
Labor Day weekend in Merrill, Wisconsin. Whether that would be a a short update, whether that would be an episode with Joseph Hart and myself, I haven't spoken with. As yeah. of, hey, as Joey, of, if you're listening, as as of this recording, <laughs> I haven't spoken with him about it. So who knows? We may just be volunteering. But here's the thing: he has agreed that because there was one weekend where I thought. I needed an episode for Tuesday, and I might not be able to. It was it was around the Last Jedi because it was there was a well, chance that, that you I were not going to be able to see the see film it. before we had to record. So I thought I have to do an episode on the Last Jedi. I know Joey saw it because we saw it in the theater together. I'd like to. I, I could do the episode with him, and he he did agree to fill in for you on that occasion. So we're not just like volunteering him for no reason at all he has expressed interest but 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 also joey if you're listening just in case we might and who knows joey can show up anyway it would be right i was gonna say we could have three of us we could have three of us there i like um but yes if if we can find a day for ben to come up then we will do that in merrill wisconsin lincoln at a uh Lesson Jim's Lincoln Lanes. Um, the building itself kind of eats up your cell reception. That's my only complaint. Otherwise, it's a it's a it's a good time with some good folks. So come on up to the Northwoods and let's have some fun and talk about Star Wars. Um, there is one episode between now and that Labor Day weekend recording area. So um, in that time, we're going to put out the special edition of our discussion on Episode Three. which I think could wind up being a little longer than a half an hour because we did make a lot of points in that episode that need to be heard. But I will do my best to trim the fat, and we will get that up in the meantime, in two weeks. Uh, Anything else, Ben? Um, I also want to hear where you fall on this particular issue because I'm very interested to see which one of us is on the right side of history here. Oh, I, I mean, time will tell who's on the right side of history. I'm, I'm just kidding, but I'd like to know what our listeners think. Um, should we be consuming Star Wars to make sure that it gets produced, or sh- does Disney have an obligation to produce Star Wars we want to consume? Sure. Um, so I'm really interested. And I think there is a balance of both. I, I but- think there is, but I'm interested to see which one of those things you think is uh, beyond the 50% point. Um, so hit us up on social media, hit us on email, new Jedi archives at gmail.com. There we go. Aha. I remembered. That's it. Uh, and also coming up, I, I'm, are we going to do this Freemakers episode soon? Oh yeah. That, that might be what we Cause talk I kind of really want to do a Freemakers episode. That might be what we talk about at the convention, but who knows? So I, I did give Ben the first season of Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker adventures, the problem is that there is a second season as well, and it does appear that they may not be making another season of the show. So to me, because they're very short seasons and the show itself isn't particularly heavy, it would make more sense if we discussed it as a, a total series. Does that okay. make any sense? Like That's fine. Like season one and season two together. Uh, the, the reason that I really want to discuss it is some of the things I saw in Freemakers really made me reconsider some of the things I think about Star Wars as a whole. Wow. Which I had not expected out of a Lego series. I told you that this show had more to it than meets the eye. So I kind of just want to talk about that. Okay. Put it in your hat and uh, save it for later. All right. How's that? Ben, may the force be with you. And also with you, sir. The power. 
This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.